we go. Welcome to the New Media Show, where each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, UTC plus 4, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee take their over 30 combined years of leadership in the podcasting space to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the current podcasting news, forecasts, trends, and predictions. Now here are your hosts, Academy of Podcasting Hall of Famers, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. Hey, Rob, welcome uh, to the new media show. How you doing? Good. I know it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been so long since we've done this show. <laughs> it's a week. It seems so long. And I've, I, I've had, uh, some technical issues here. I have a ghost wire that wants to drop a channel. So I was going over to the mixer and moving the pots and turning the knobs. And so hopefully you guys can hear me in the right and left ear. Those of you that are watching live, <laughs> for those of you that hear the show later, don't worry. We get that mono. So you're going to hear it one way or the other if you've listened to the show later. But anyway, yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Been a big here week. We big week. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. We're kind of back back to some some interesting news happening in the podcasting space. I don't know, but what did you want to start off with? Todd? Well, we made some announcements. Blueberry oh, I, did. Well, that's true. <laughs> you guys did do that. Yes. One one of several, or we just one major one. We we released our new onboarding platform. So, okay. or an onboarding yeah, yeah. system. And someone that, so here we go. Someone that wants to start a show at Blueberry, you can get started in two minutes. Two minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. From, from the point you click sign up to the point, it's probably more than two. It's probably three. Because if you don't have an email account yet or an account with it, you still have to verify the email. So we'll give them another 60 seconds for that. Wow, Todd, that's, that's, <laughs> that's total fail. Three minutes. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, we're at a point now where we have to, we got to break it down. Right? It's, yeah. We got to break it down and make it easy. And, yeah. um, and we're making some product name changes. That's really not kind of even, we're not even going to talk about that because that's just some things we're doing and, you know, for marketing wise, but it's part of our grand scheme to overtake Libsyn. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> but I did have an interesting call with Spotify sales today. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Spent 30 minutes on the phone with them. And if, if they're watching, we, you know, it's good call. And as I said on the last show, I wanted specifically to advertise in shows that were, no, basically not part of their, because, you know, what they've got is they've got their shows that are the Rogans. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, the they're stuff, exclusive original shows. Stuff right. that they own is top level. Then below that is a whole bunch of partners, which include, oh gosh, I, I, let me read this list because I took a screenshot. Shh. I took a screenshot. Now let me find the list. And you can advertise now on Viacom, Wall Street Journal, Vox, iHeart, Axios, Slate, Fortune Atlantic, The, the Athlete, Cadence 13, AccuWeather, AdLarge, Condé Nast, McMillan, Entercom, and Westwood One. You can advertise on all of those shows. Exclusively on Spotify. Just on Spotify. 
And what do you think the minimum ad spend to to advertise on any one of those shows is? And I didn't sign NDA, nothing. This is just a sales call. So you're talking about CPMs? No. What is your minimum dollar amount you have to spend to advertise against Spotify original exclusives and leading third-party podcast publishers? I'd you, say uh, uh, 50 to 100 grand. 50 grand for leading third-party podcast publishers, min, min spend, 100,000 for Spotify originals is the minimum spend. Now, they got something else. They got a system where you can go in and you can buy advertising against those third-party podcast publishers and not spend 50 grand. There's another system, a self-serve system. And the... The question I still did not get answered is I told him I want to advertise against this specific genre of content. Right. And I'm not going to discuss what that genre is on this show, but I said, this is the genre I want to advertise against. Right. Right. They're going to get back to me. They got to, they got to figure Cause I said, I'm going to be your worst nightmare. I want to cherry pick. I want to cherry pick shows I want to advertise against. And this is the group of shows. So what I'm seeing so far is, and what's coming back to me is, I don't think at this time it is possible to advertise against anyone. This is not being said to me yet, but I'm extrapolating because the sales guy didn't know. And usually sales guys always know. but. I don't think you can buy anything right now against leading third-party podcast publishers. You only thing you can buy is leading third-party podcast publishers and Spotify originals. Ones that they have deals with. Deals to with. do so. Right. 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 Those so networks. So are they, they talking about uh, using a like a programmatic buying tool? Yeah. At all? Yep. Yep. I record and my then, own content to do everything. Yep. And so you upload those yep. spots directly to them. Yeah. Now, and then that's in their self-serve then, system. Right. But they do have a, like a host read, uh, baked in mm, pre-roll. Pre-roll. Well, this is mm. a, this is a, um, the self-service system is in beta. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to get me access to the beta. Oh, okay. So, I don't think this is available for the general public to buy advertising on Spotify. I don't think you, I think you, at this time you have to have an invite, but I still don't know if I, he couldn't answer if I could buy anything, but those Spotify originals or leading third parties. He doesn't know if I can buy outside of that. So if I wanted to buy advertising against this show, advertise, you know, in front of this show, I don't know if I can on Spotify yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, really for the reason is that there is, um, no agreement to enable that function. Well, to happen, hold I, on. They don't need no agreement. Well, I, th- okay. I guess it depends on what their terms of service say, right? Well, the, you're, you're a guest of being on Spotify. So, right. <laughs> 
So this is what I'm trying to find this out. Is, yeah, this is this is where the rubber hits the road. Right. And I don't have a conclusive answer for us yet. And I asked full disclose this guy who I, he knows who I am. He knows which company I'm running. He knows I'm a competitor to anchor. I said, listen, do you want you want another podcast host advertising on Spotify against your inventory? And, you know, he says, I'm a sales guy. You're, I, I want your money. <laughs> so, but I'm not spending 50 grand. But a huge opportunity for someone that wants to, that wants to go advertise against. So it's very, very curious to me. And it made me have a couple aha moments today. Mm -hmm. So it's a thing. So we'll see. But anyway, that's what I have found out so far. And uh, they're going to go back and do some more homework. And he says they'll have an answer for me in a couple of days. And I should have more to report. Or maybe better yet, I'll have already run some ads and see what happens. Well, Todd, I think uh, what you're talking to me and uh, talking to me about, and I think that's it's interesting timing that you came up with that because I was wanting to talk about the Brian Barletta article that was put out mm -hmm. um, here. The, the I believe it came out yesterday. Um, who wins when IP addresses disappear? It's an interesting <laughs> corollary conversation. Yeah, we know who wins. To, to, to that, and platforms like Spotify are certainly positioning themselves to take advantage of that but, opportunity. But, so what we're finding and what I'm hearing, I got to be careful here. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is huge, 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 huge demand for inventory right now. It's yep. a podcaster's market. Let me just put it that way. There's a there's a advertiser's market and there's a podcaster's market. Just like there's a home buyer's market and then there is a buyer's market. So when in the home market right now, you as the homeowner, you can set the price, right? You want to go to Austin, you're, you're going to be one of 100 people putting in a bid for a house. Podcast right. inventory right now is in a position where prices... A lot of it's sold out. Yeah. Oh, a lot. Most yeah. is sold yeah. out. So now there is a mad rush... To, to try inventory to right. un yes unlock inventory, and it's only growing. So I contend. Oh, let me just say this too. Privacy has already started to impact media buys. <laughs> yeah. So this targeting that they've gotten used to is being wiped out a lot of places. So, right. guess what? Aver media buyers are now starting to realize what we knew in 2005, that buying wide and buying big grosses of content might 
be the future. <laughs> back to the future, right? Is the old back to the future. Right. So. Because as we all know, that is typically unduplicated audience. Oh, it's interesting right. you said that word. I know. I'm sure it's it's going to become a buzzword very soon again. So what does this what does this mean? Good times are ahead for anyone for anyone that wants to monetize. Regardless of this I regardless how, of this IP thing. Yeah, the question is how is the industry going to change and adapt to this new issue around privacy and demand and metrics. That's, that's, that's the question that the industry needs to come together and work out. That aside, that's (laughs) going to be something we're going to have to deal with. Right. But again, this is, there's no, okay, this is all right. Everyone, please calm, take a breath. (sighs) I'm not willing to say an explicative and yell at a specific company on this show. Unlike someone you and I both know. Um, (laughs) That will go unsaid. Everyone is freaking out about Apple. Breathe. Breathe, everyone. Breathe. They have not, they have not said they are going to, they have not yet announced. They've given, they may never, they may never, they may never do to podcast what they're doing to iCloud and Safari. They may not, but they may, they could, (laughs) they could, (laughs) but as of right now, right now, they're not. So the, I think the industry has an opportunity in the next 18 months to stop being naughty. Well, Todd, you know what's funny about this conversation to me is I think back to the past. And, and it's funny how often these conversations as technology evolves, we, we map back to things that we've been through before. Uh, and, and one of the things that we've been through before is very early in the technology discussion area, uh, around how this all was going to develop is, is that ultimately, um, users were going to own their data, right? Mm -hmm. Users were going to own access to their activity online. Mm -hmm. Users were going to Mm -hmm. uh, turn that off and on. Mm -hmm. Right. And what we're getting to a point here is, is kind of this interesting inflection point, right? Are we going to, as users, turn this all over to big corporations that are going to own us and own our interactions? Or is there going to be some pathway for us as listeners to unlock that information or not? And Apple's taking an interesting twist on this um, of locking it down and making it kind of yours in your iCloud. Um, so in some ways, you know, that ideology is coming back or that thought, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure how this is going to play out long-term. Um, but I do think that, uh, users need to feel that what they do online is a little bit more private and under their control a little bit more. 
Well, I don't know that's going to happen. Now, it's a double-edged sword. So in the short term, we're operation normal. Mm-hmm. All right. But you want to see people freak out? You want to see this? You want to see people spin on their heads and have like exorcist type of movements in their body? Have Apple announced that they're going to anonymize IP data coming out of Apple Podcasts? You, you want to see people spin on their heads and throw up their lunch? I think there's odds are that that could be the direction it's going. I contend that Apple has shot up, shot across the bow. And I say, I say they have done something to make people say good times are over. And in regards to collecting privacy, identifiable personal, identifiable identifying information against users. Now, there's two things that can happen. People can continue on, fat, dumb, and happy, and they can continue to run ad campaigns that have attribution data with it that gets you resold, to be remarketed, or we can stop now and maybe gain a reprieve because it's, it's going to be two ways. It's going to be two things that's going to happen. And it, this is simple. This is, this is simple, ladies and gentlemen. If you, there's, there's a lot of people listening, including Apple's listening right now. Here's the, here's the thing that's going to happen. Government, states, like California and others, are going to interact and they are going to hammer down on privacy. Right. Okay. That's coming. There's already like 17 states that are enacting stuff like CCPA, like California. So tick-tock, tick-tock, the, the clock is running. So right. that's one path. We already got GDPR for all of, all of, uh, all of the EU. So it sees, and that's, that's done. Now, let's do a double whammy. <laughs> let's, 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 the technology providers, Google and Android, I mean, with Android and or because what Apple does, Android's not far behind. So if you think that this is not going to happen on Android, you, you, you need to have another cocktail. Because if they're, if, if they're perceived, if Android is perceived as being a privacy, no, that, listener, that users of their devices are, don't have any privacy, and Apple is, Apple's going to gain market share. So Apple has done this as a little bit of a test to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? What do we do? We stop at, no one's, here's, there's a couple of companies that are not going to stop attribution. They won't. They're going to ride this train all the way into the end of the tracks. They're going right. to, they're going to wreck this thing. Right. Yeah. But we yeah, got, it's even more com- complicated than that too. It's I mean, true. It's, it's, it's like, um, you know, think of the companies and what their core businesses are. Right. Um, Apple's core business is not advertising. Apple's core business is selling things. Well, right? and also app, the selling app store. Content. Right. But and, they can squeeze and, too much and kill the app store too. Right. And think of Google. What's their primary <laughs> business? Search. An advertising and, business. Yeah. Advertising. Right? Right? Yep. So this, this change around privacy is, is going to hit Google in the pocketbook 
uh, pretty hard. Um, and but you look at like an Amazon. W- what is Amazon's primary business? Well, we selling know it. Stuff. It's selling stuff. Selling stuff. But yet, it, it's a stated objective that I have read here recently that one of the reasons that they acquired uh, Wondery and Art Nineteen is because they want to be in the advertising mm-hmm. business. So, you know, there's a little bit of a contradiction there. Amazon has not had a strong history in the advertising business. Uh, and that, that is not where they get their core revenue. So it does kind of beg the question, right? To some degree. Uh, and then you've seen Apple deploy a upload directly to us premium platform. Great article, in the, great article on Verge today about that. Right. So <laughs> if you kind of map all these things together and you look at it from that perspective, each of these companies kind of has their own little kind of view on sure. this situation. Uh, and then you look at a Spotify. Guess what Spotify? Subscription mm-hmm. and advertising. Those are their primary, primary, primary revenue streams. So they're obviously going to try and – capitalize on this. Yeah. And you look at iHeartRadio, what is iHeartRadio's primary business? They're an advertising business. Right? So, when you look at this stuff, you need to look at the the through the lens of what the primary businesses are with these companies and who's going to get hit the hardest. Right. Um Apple is not going to get hit the hardest here. No. It's not. No. So, will Apple carve out an exception for podcasting? Hmm. I don't think so. But the question is, do they go further or do they stop where they've, where they have, you know, do they proxy everything or, you know, if they, let's be frank, I don't think they'll do it to their apps to theirs because you will destroy the app ecosphere. You will decimate it. If you remove if you think of all the apps out there that are advertising supported and need that data to target display ads and stuff to the consumer of that, that's using that app. If you take that away, if you take away any of that information, you will destroy the app ecosystem. I don't think they will do it. Cause it's, well, they've already had this battle with Facebook, right? Yeah. Around, access to user but, information. But Facebook was just being flat out evil and some of the stuff they're doing anyway. So Yeah. Right. You know, I, again, I'm 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 of the a thought here that maybe we have a little time. Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I should have another cocktail. Um <laughs> but well, I think if you think about it from a podcast hosting platform perspective, right? Uh you're an eyes platform, it's a it could be a challenging time. It's never, business is never easy. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, if, if podcasters all of a sudden don't have stats, <laughs> yeah. whew, you know, that, that's, that can be painful. So, but again, how, how critical, well, all right, let's, well, let's just think about this for a second. Let where, where could they get their stats is the next, I mean, well, that, of course that was, that was the conversation. You get it from those providers. Right. But again, that only covers, you don't, you're not going to get it from overcast. You're not going to get it from pocket cast. You, you know, you get podcasts are consumed a hundred different places. Apple's only tracking what's on Apple podcast, the app. So again, it's a, it's a, 
it's a slice of data, a, you know, several slices of data. You know, you're asking people to give up 30% of, you know, reportable income because of anonymization. That, that's going to not rest well with creators. So th there's, I think there's a fine balance here that they're going to be, they're going to be playing. Um, it, believe me, if they go, <laughs> the world will erupt if they go platform wide with this. It, it'll be, it'll be, they'll, they'll be congressional hearings about this <laughs> mm -hmm. because it's big. It would be a yeah. big impact to everybody, not just podcasting, everybody. I mean, but let's, let, let's back up and look at the high, high level view. What do podcasters need to do what they do as far as data and metrics? Well, if what it, do we all want? With our data and metrics. Okay, let's let's back up. Let's say that we lose the ability to if we don't if we lose the ability to count or target. I'm not worried about targeting. I'm worried about. I'm, I'm, I'm not either, but there, there's a big swath of people in this industry. Oh, are, yeah. So right. if we right. lose the ability to count, that would be pretty right. devastating because what that really does is, let's say from a advertiser standpoint, you know, they're, 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 the media buyers are being crushed because they can't target no more. So they're going to go back and just buy sports or going to buy education or they're going to buy whatever category. They're going to, you know, they're going to, instead of going deep, they're going to come back out and go wide. As, as long as we don't lose the ability to count, this doesn't affect podcasting a lot. Because what will happen is the media buyers will be forced to go up. They're going to, they, they won't be able to target as much. They won't be able to, they're going to have to go back and buy advertising like it was bought before. Go wide. Go wide. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 because it's non-duplicative audience, it's amazing to me how dumb most media buyers are. I'm just going to put it out there. You're going to buy 10 shows and get 40 spots. It's just easier, Todd. That's the only reason. It's nothing brand, to do about, it's nothing to do about brand ease. safety. Uh, huh? It's not that we can cover all that. We can give them brand safety by going wide. We I can, agree. we can do all that. We, we've done it before. So yep. they're dumb to buy 10, 20, 30 shows and get, mm -hmm. let's say they buy 40 shows and they get 160 spots a month and they could, and what happens when they buy 400 and then they get 1600 spots a month, a non-duplicative audience for roughly the same amount of money. Would you not think that they would be smart enough to do that? Mm -hmm. But what it is, is they can't go to their boss and say, Hey, I want to advertise on the new media show. Who the hell is that? Who's who? I've never heard of that show before. Well, you know what the buyers are asking for? What they want to know is, was their ad heard? Right? Was the was the episode listened to? That's what they're. That's, that's their gonna, that's, holy grail. That's right? not going to change anything. I know, but I mean, there are examples and I, I'm just trying to back up and think about, you know, what do podcasters need? What do they want and what do the buyers want 
and what do what is potential that the the listening platforms could potentially offer to let's say a podcast host, right? I know some of them have been willing to do reverse APIs on stats to some degree. Um, there's, you know, but that could be one solution here is that, that those stats that come back from these platforms are anonymized and filtered and non IP specific. So Mm -hmm. the, the listener is actually protected, but yet the podcaster is able to get just bulk, um, counts. Um, but the other problem is a lot of these platforms, uh, the listening platforms don't necessarily, um, utilize IEB V2 specifications on how they count either. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all over the map. Now, some of them, some of these big listening platforms own podcast hosting platforms, right? That are IAB certified, but that doesn't mean that the content that's played through their platforms is counting based on that. So, so the problem is if they were to share that information, would it be even credible information? To, for advertisers, I guess they would have to be compliant, right? I, I, I just, I think the biggest revelation I've had this week really is that mm-hmm. media buyers are now looking up instead of looking down. Mm. And by looking up, you know, because it goes back to some of the stuff that, oh, let me hang on here. Let me get it right. Let me get don't eat me, Tom Webster. But Tom Webster says, you need to know who your audience is. They're running a demographic survey. Because right. if they're looking up, they're going to be saying, I want a sports show that has single women 25 to 35 on the buy. Okay. <laughs> and if you are a sports show and you have women 25 to 35 and that's who... That's who they're looking up to. Yeah. Where's the best place to get that data? Off, off a listening platform. Mm, well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you they're not going to give, they're not, Spotify's not going to give you that info. Apple's not going to give you that info. Google's not going to tell you that. I mean, if it's no, anonymized, why? Never. I mean, They'll never. No way. They'll never do it. Okay. So there, so there has to be a balance here, Todd. Unless they're prepared to host every podcast, they have to work with other publishing platforms, right? And if another publishing platform, if they want to work with another publishing platform, they can't get the content and deprive those, those content creators from having numbers unless they're going to require content creators to log in to get their numbers on every platform that they're heard on. Well, we got to quit. That, getting, we, we, we have to quit, quit giving them ideas, Rob. <laughs> well, I'm just playing out all the different scenarios. So when we think about this, we understand what the consequences are of yeah. our individual choices. Yeah. Because these are pretty obvious choices. I mean, anybody that's been around the podcasting medium would that has any kind of experience with the advertising business and how this all works. Or, I mean, I'm not saying anything that probably a thousand other people in this medium haven't thought of before. But it's it's just stuff that we have to talk about and see if we can get worked out with with all the parties in here instead of fighting with each other. <laughs> no one's fighting. <laughs> just here's the deal. Well, but. <laughs> 
but it's going to come into that. Well, you, you, this is a competitive. You, you can go. Um, you can go to a, you can go to Apple. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Google and say, "Please, pretty please, 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 give us this information, pretty please." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, then they don't get our our content then, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> now you need to take another shot. Well, okay. I need to be vaccinated on this one. <laughs> because because podcasters have no self-control. They want to be everywhere. We all do. So <laughs> so what you're saying is that our 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 reflexes are going to be well, I'm gonna I wanna be in Spotify, so I'll do anything to be on Spotify. Right, I don't care. right. I care they don't care. They don't care. How many numbers <laughs> I, I have. That's right. That's what it's all about right yeah. now. Well, and for probably a large chunk of podcasters, that's probably okay. But again, you've got, here's why, if you're worried about surviving, we're going to survive because 50% of podcasters don't want any advertising. So they're not going to care. Yeah. So, and I, and I say that jokingly, you know, we might all have cuts. <laughs> we may but be smaller. Everybody cares about knowing how many how many people downloaded their that's episode true. Well, that's regardless true. of whether or not yeah. there's advertising in it. Yeah, but, that's true. I, I, I mean, how do you gauge success in a, right. I guess we're going to have to go into each of these platforms. And the problem is, and then we get back to the <laughs> problem that we thought we solved originally, which is how, how reliable is the, is the audience? I, I, I'm just hoping that Apple, if you're listening, <laughs> Got to throw us a bone. You know, you've, you've got to give us some, you know, if you scramble the IPs, that's fine. But don't give, make sure that it's scrambled significantly enough that we can still count. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that has to be done via a reverse API. I don't know what the most secure way of doing this is, but I mean, that would be one way it could be done. Potentially. But they're, you know, that would require them to issue billions, you know, billion IPs. And I don't think they're, I don't think they'll do that. Uh, there's got to be an answer to this, though. We can't just bind the industry down to the point where it's not viable anymore. That's not in Apple's well, best interest. Ev if everyone ends up with an, it has an Apple device and everyone's reported download is 10.10.1.1 then there's going to be major, major pain. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, because right now, many of you have a, you know, go to your computers and, you know, let's, let's just do it on mine. Uh, what is my IP? So I'm, and it's going to give me the answer right here. 24.180.101.xx. That's where I'm, that's where this, that's where I'm from right now. So, we, could. Well, we haven't even talked about the, the, the impact of the IPv6 too, which is right. going to scramble the hell out of everything already. So, so, you know, what really could be done if they really want to make sure that they are not targeting Todd is just report back 24.180.101.xx. And that's good enough. That, that's good enough. Because mm -hmm. it's, it'll be, because there's only 256, one in 250, you know, so, you know, what's the chance of 
256, more than, you know, in my little subnet here, in my little town of Coldwater, what's the chance of, you know, of one of how many, uh, one of 256 people are going to listen to this show? Yeah. Can the question I was, can Apple actually do that if a user is on a VPN? Well, if they're on a VPN, they're already anonymized. Right. You know, but again, it's, you know, you know, we're just gonna have to see how this works. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I know. So when that, do we think this is going to kind of, as I say, kind of hit the fan? Is it coming up here in the new year? Or what's the timing on this, do you think? I think we got 18 months. Okay. It says Apple has announced the new feature that um, the iCloud tier starting in iOS 15 in September of 2021. So 12 to 18 months. September of 2021 for iCloud. But that's in Safari. Relay is something separate. Yeah, but Safari is going to be affected there. Anyone that consumes a podcast on Safari. Right. So. Which which isn't a huge chunk of the market. But it's a number. Yeah. It's, well, what it is is the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. What we need is a sound effect that says, Tim Cook, don't eat me. That's what we need. <laughs> I think it's more than Tim Cook, but. Well, yeah. Tim, you know, uh, Tim's the buck stops with Tim. So Tim makes the decision. Yeah. You know, I'm That's sure it's, true. I'm sure they have discussions, but you know, you don't implement something this mag of magnitude without the boss signing off on it. Oh, that's true. So. Because this is, this is a, this is huge. Now people in the, some people listen to the show don't know what we're talking about, but, and basically what is, is it's about Apple anonymizing IPs. Yeah. You know, what you do on your phone is your privacy is going to be increased by their. Well, you're not going to know what, um, geographic location you're not going to know all because there's no way to map that right right because there's no ip address that you can base it off of yeah um to change the subject a little bit i did see that there was a 133 page report that came out 133 um, uh, 133 page report that came out with plenty of data about podcasting in germany that was interesting this was mentioned in podnews.net um did you look at did you look at that document i didn't yeah no i'm just uh, looking at the raw numbers but i guess they're showing that spotify is 38 percent of the market in germany well i'm telling you it's it's very interesting because i'm still and youtube is 12 percent of the market mm-hmm. for podcasts mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Apple podcast is just uh, 9.8%. Please, if you're a podcaster and you have, if you listen to this show and you have more than 5% of your audience listening to your show and you're getting, let's, let's say you get a thousand downloads on your, mm-hmm. in your podcast stats. If you have more than 
50 plays on your YouTube channel <laughs> for a specific episode. I want to, we want to hear from you. Well, we, Pod, I, you know, you heard it at podcast movement. I've been uh, hearing it more than ever, ever. The YouTube is now like, you know, right up there in the top three. Mm-hmm. A podcast listening platforms now. Then someone get show show us the numbers. Someone someone start posting their podcast stats and their YouTube stats. I, well, the I, problem I is, see it. is that it's a proprietary listening platform, okay. and they don't conform to uh, it, the podcast metrics. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. I don't. I don't count it. I don't care if YouTube counts by six. I don't care. I right. I want to see. Which podcasters are seeing success on YouTube? There's going to be outliers, but yeah. if someone's getting more than five percent of their, let's call them listens, across between podcast traditional consumption and YouTube, I, I, please, please, if you're listening to the show, which there's about seventeen thousand of you that are, that's a pretty good sample. Let, let us, let us tell us, send us your screenshots. Right. There'll be outliers, but I don't believe it. Yeah. Maybe for discovery, but actual tangible full listens. And by the way, on YouTube, you can look at your stats and see how far they actually did listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because they're doing H- HLS streaming over there. That's why they can do that. Oh, let me go over to YouTube. If I search for the show, it'll find it. Yeah, maybe not, because I do it on the Geek New Central channel. New media. You should set up a separate channel for that. Oh, there. come on. <laughs> it's hard enough to build one. Yeah, we, we've got... Um, so let me go and look. When we had Adam Curry on, we got 271 views. And so what is that percentage of, of like 17,271? That's about the biggest. Normally like 60 and 30 and... I think it's like one or two percent or something like that. I guess it's one or two percent that you know we wouldn't have got otherwise. So let me, and Chris, we're doing this live, so we're, you know, we should be getting even. Well, let me switch accounts here. Too many channels. All right, let me look at our latest. And of course, you know, I don't. I'm just being very straight up. I do not optimize this show. Um, let's see here. Let me go to the channel. Let's look at the channel. Uh, podcast movement recap, 72 views. Um, podcast move prep show, 38 views. Uh, what else? Let me look at some other ones. Forty. So, how did the 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 podcast movement um, 
recap due? Session due, right. Oh, no, the, oh I, didn't the put that on, I didn't put that on YouTube. I probably should. Yeah. Cause we no, no, I, well, I'm, I'm talking just in general as far as on the download oh, side. Oh, I haven't. I'll need to go look. I haven't looked at, on the download side, but. You know, right now, you know, most of the people are watching us. We usually watch us on Facebook. You know, we don't have a lot of people watch us today on Facebook. There's four people watching right now on YouTube. So, it's again, I, I, you know, again, I, why are they going to watch us is beyond me. <laughs> you know, it, it still, it's, let's, you know, let's kind of be honest here. There's nothing that compelling for people to watch. Well, maybe they're just listening. Well, Todd, Todd, you got to do a better job of selling the video here. Come on. There's lots to watch. We're, mm. we're moving around. We're mm -hmm. having a good time here. The facial, right? the, the facial expressions will give you more than anything else on this show. So that's, that's true. So, but you know, I, the, the data says you have to have your show on YouTube. So everyone please rush over there and put it's your, the third, I mean, I mean, Tom Webster, you know, play the Mr. Tom Webster thing. Yeah. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. Uh, he was at Podcast Movement saying that it's the third. What What? what was the exact quote? Tom it's Webster had third, a great point. Huh? Wait, what? That phrase makes me nervous. It's the third most popular podcast platform in America, YouTube. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to argue with him no. about it. I'm just going to say, okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Um, I'm okay with, you know, getting content up there. I have no yeah. issue with that. Yeah. But somebody's really done a great job of defining what that strategy looks like yet though. You know, it, it, in all, in all honesty, I wear a different shirt every show. I try to, you know, we have, uh, you know, a good studio background here. Uh, you know, we, we do an hour's worth of, uh, content. Uh, I have a, a fancy switcher here. I can switch between Rob's view and my view. I can, I can put up, whoops, lower thirds and all kinds of stuff, you know? So, you know, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> we're not, we're not, uh, you know, a major news channel per se, but. <laughs> well, we could be Todd. We could, uh, we could jazz this up. We could get it on StreamYard or something like that and put a bunch of graphics around us and <sighs> well, fly around articles. And okay. We can, I can do that with a TriCaster, but why? Uh, so just watch the screen, Rob. I'm going to fly out. We're going to fly out the, the, oops, hang on, wrong button. See that? I flew in the logo. I flew off the logo. Flew I in the logo. I can't see it, but oh. that's okay. okay. I can't see it, but that's okay. <laughs> It's the swoosh effect, right? Is the, that what you're saying? The swoosh. All right. I could, I could have it spin in too. Whatever we want to do. I, wow. I'm being silly, but you know, I please, if you have more than 5% of your consumption happening on YouTube, please email us. As a matter of fact, that's probably a good segue. <laughs> we, I, I love you guys. <laughs> you guys have done, I mean, like, did you see this YouTube video that was made, Rob, for us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, with the T-shirts, right? The T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, are you going to, you going to bring it up? And uh, uh, what, what was his name? Is it uh, Hank? Is it Hank? I got to find the email. It's buried here, which I don't need. And hopefully it came into 
Yeah. Yeah, he actually sent us uh, all the artwork for it too, so we could create our own little T-shirt oh. store if we wanted to. And then he's going to offer it off of his T-shirt store too. I'm going to have to go to Facebook and find the stupid thing because I got too many emails coming in. I, so I'll probably pull. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if they can hear it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they can hear it. I I don't play stuff on YouTube on the show because it's always ends up in a copyright violation. So you have to be really, really careful. Let's see here. Can I find it? It's down here. Oh, yes. Here it is. Let me uh, see if I can get it prepped. Let's see what, what it looks like. All right. Uh, let me go. Oh, can you hear that? No, you can't. Uh, I can't hear it. No. I can't hear it, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so... Oh, I can't do it. Can't do it. It's all right. This is just a as a little, and it was done by uh, free podcast tools. So all you got to do is look for on YouTube new media show T-shirt reveal, and uh, there you go. You'll you'll be able to uh, to see this. And uh, I don't have it wired up where they can where they can view it. Let me see. Is there a way I can show this? Oh, I can show the screen now. But you won't have no audio. I don't have the audio wired up to do this because, again, every time I do something like this, I get a copyright strike. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's something that YouTube does. Well, that's another area, I guess. Oh, there's, we've talked about this on the show. There's the, uh, there's the, the, the bigger T-shirt. It's it's called Happy Feeds. It's got a picture of Rob on there. It's holding uh uh you know a little paintbrush. a little paintbrush and a what do you call that thing where you put the paint on? Yeah, I'm not sure what they call it. Was right. it a paint paint uh paint table or some sort? Yeah, of so I, and, and there's a good representation of me too. So oh, here's one. I earned my PhD in podcasting online. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? Uh, he's got a t-shirt for me too. Let me see if I can find it. I'm scrolling here on the page to try to, to find it. Okay. There's yours. Mine must be coming. And, uh, oh, here, yeah, here I am. Star equals MC squared. Couldn't afford to ease. So <laughs> I don't know what the deal with the tongue out is though, but <laughs> Uh, some there's a little personality there for you, Todd. Yeah, so I I thought it was pretty entertaining. So, uh, yeah, so here we go, and it, it was just you know it's very. <laughs> and by the way, you, you notice what's sitting? You probably can't see it, Rob, but he actually he's won a couple of podcast awards, or he's been a nominee because he's got a couple of podcast award trophies back there. Oh, he was a winner in 2018 for TV and film. So he's got a few podcast award trophies there. So that's great. <laughs> well, thank you, Hank, for all that effort. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was great to see that. Plus all these audio um, jingles that Todd plays were created by a listener as well. Yeah. Uh, Dave yeah. says uh, in the chat room for YouTube last 90 days, 20.9 K views, watch time, one K hours. I take my audio and make it to a video documentary. Okay, so how does that compare? 
Dave, to your regular downloads. Or your regular podcast. Yeah, your regular podcast, you know? So he sounds like he's making special content specifically for YouTube, which is fine. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I guess I'm tired of talking about this. What, What else is going on? Well, I think, Todd, this this also kind of dovetails with the concept of people's perception of what a podcast is, is broadening, right? Yeah. Just like Bart said at our podcast movement um, session, um, that that they're even looking at podcasts as a kind of a multimedium content kind of platform, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just audio, it's video, it's all in all these other places. So creating kind of derivative content from your podcast and making it available on YouTube, maybe more and more, we're going to see more and more creators, which we are seeing are primarily video creators, but they just take the audio and they produce the, the video in a way that works well with the audio. So that's kind of the, the advice that I give to these folks is, is that if you can do the, your video show in a way that, communicates the the visual elements as well, then you can take that audio and put it out as a podcast and it might, you know, double your audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not downplaying again. I guess Mm -hmm. we don't care where they get it as long as they get it. Right. Yeah. And I think it gets back to your, how much of a commitment that you have to the video side. Cause I, I agree with you, Todd, that, you know, a show like this probably isn't as compelling as what it could be. If yeah. you had like a set and you had two people sitting around and a lot of YouTube videos are like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're really not that much. I mean, what I've noticed is that a lot of the content that's published to YouTube is long form content. Now I know in the early days it, it was like, well, you got to be five minute or less video. I'm seeing tons of content on there. That's like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. Um, I watch it myself. So if, if it's interesting content from an interesting source, um, you know, it's, you're going to watch it. I've actually re- replaced a lot of my network television viewing with YouTube because, because I figure I can learn something from YouTube. Can't really learn much from commercial television. I think you would probably agree with me with that. <laughs> Rob, while you've been talking, I've been switching back between the views just fla- oh, yeah. yeah i've just been flashing it back oh, of the of the t-shirts yeah so ooh, 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 uh, you've been pl- playing around with the video <laughs> yeah. okay yeah right. there we go i got us half in half out that people will be like what's going on there what's going on now <laughs> um do i have to move to get in the no shop? no you're you're good you're good for the, just for the record, Rob can't see what I'm doing because I'm feeding him this primary feed all the time. He can't, I could put whatever I wanted up there. If he starts talking about Libsyn, I could put a you know uh you know some a smoke and dynamite or something on the screen, and he'd never know. Yeah, yeah, he could probably put like uh like like horns on me or something or yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah, you know, so or a mask. You could probably put a mask on me, and I'd be safe from the virus on yeah. the show. So I'm um, going out to ATD next week in Salt Lake city, actually end of next week mm-hmm. exhibiting out there. And then, uh, then heading to Atlanta for dragon con. I saw you're going someplace, going to some exclusive, exclusive private event. So 
Yes, <laughs> exclusive. I saw your announcement on that. You did, huh? Yeah. It's out in Arizona, right? I haven't got no gigs out in Arizona lately, so I got a lot of friends you out there. Huh? Nope. Yeah, there's a lot of people out in Arizona now. Lots of people went to Arizona. Oh, people yep. have migrated to Arizona? Arizona from California, and then um, there's a lot, lot of people moved to Texas, too. Yeah, when you go through Austin, it's all full of California plates. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that, that's certainly true. Did you notice, too, that Todd, uh, Todd that uh, it looks like uh, Pocket Cast is now kind of um, oh. decided that they're going to you know, re-energize their, their platform. What it feels like and what it sounds like is they have been released from oppression. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. and they're going to, or, or shut down, you know, uh, you know, the imminent shutdown was probably what they got. Right. Yeah. But right. it sounds like they're ready to start developing again. So that's good news for pocket cash users. We're going to see some refresh and some new stuff coming. So it's a, it's good. Davey said that uh, about yeah. 20%. So he gets 20% from YouTube. So there we go. There's someone that confirms. Well, that's a good chunk. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a decent chunk. But when you go into the stats of, of YouTube, then, you know, how long do they stay? You know, that's the next thing, too. How long do they listen to an episode? Do they, are they there for two minutes, three minutes? Because, you know, if you had an hour program and they only listen to three minutes, well, I guess it's a, it would be count if it's an IB spec because they listen to more than a minute. So it would be, you know, it'd be qualified as a, as a download. Right. Well, I guess that the, the rationale that I guess the, the new owner of pocket cast has for scaling back up again is, uh, is, is because of the buggy Apple podcast platform. I think a lot of the, Competing listening apps have seen the last six months as an opportunity to grow market share. Well, did you see the article in The Verge? Let me see if I can find it real quick. They they held no punches. I mean, it was... Let me see. Oh, on Apple? Yeah. Yeah, let me go see if I can find the link to it. Uh, it wasn't here. I've got it in my... Did they, where did the, my team members drop that article? It's one in yes. one of our channels. Is Apple still having a problem? It's been the, been the. Yeah, I can't find it, but they were, the, the article was not at all, <laughs> not at all positive. So. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. Yep. So, oh, well. I guess Apple was going going to have a um, an exclusive presentation at Podcast Movement that they canceled. Oh, so really? Yeah. Oh, yep. where did you hear that? That's juicy. Well, it was in Pod News here, like like last week. Well, no, it was. Whatever. They were talking about their meetings that they have, not about a presentation. No, I thought that's what they they implied is that they. I mean, like that one that we went to the last time we had yeah. Podcast Movement was a, a group get together where the Apple team presented to a group of, let's say 50 or 60 people mm -hmm. from the industry. Right. So I guess they were, they were hoping to do that at the event and cancel it because none of their, I guess they have a travel ban. Hmm. 
well, that that's, yeah, that's oh. all over the place right now. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the Apple podcast team is not communicating because they are. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that they're not engaged. I'm just saying they weren't at podcast movement, so there couldn't be any kind of special after hours or during the event. event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, have you started thinking about the, the, the L.A. podcast movement that's coming up, the Evolutions event? I got to get through... All these other ones. All these other here, ones. Right? Yep. And then then we start planning. But and I'm scaling back. The, I'm scaling back the, how many people I'm taking to events though, based on podcast movement. So I I did hear today from Dan, Danny Boy, Dan Franks. Oh, oh, you did. So yep. uh, Dan Franks. Talking about yes. Mr. Danny Boy. Dan Franks. We're talking about Dan Franks. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I guess he has plans for us at the NEB to do something together. Oh. Todd. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, Ooh. I'm not quite sure what that is. I just got an email from him today saying that we're we're going to be doing something together with him. All right. Great. I, I, I love it when I'm volunteered. I'll be there. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> I figure you wouldn't mind. No, since not he's at all. telling me since he's actually yeah. running most of the sessions for podcasting at the NAB this year. It was a reliable oh, source. Oh good. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. I, I it's just I can't justify taking the number of bodies that I took yeah. because it's like if if they're doing this and they could be home doing this. And what I was showing was people, you know, basically, you know, if there's not enough people, of course, what's going to happen is they'll get NAB and I'll be slammed. You know, we'll be, we'll be 10 deep and I'll be like, why didn't I bring a couple more people? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, you can't leave your booth unmanned when no, you're doing a session. No, 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 But, but, you know, we'll have a un, couple of people un, there. Unpersoned, <laughs> unpersoned. And I, you know, I always want to go wander around and, you know, NAB used to be the event that I could we never, you know, for years, we, 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 we went and exhibited one year when the Roku launched and, right. um, and did a great amount of business. And then we weren't at NAB for a long time. And I used to go to that show. That was the only show that I could go to where I could like go look at gear, you know, and go on talk with vendors. Now I don't have hardly any time to do that because I'm in the booth. Yeah. And I'm also talking to CES too, uh, about doing doing something with podcasting at their event coming up. CES so. announced that you have to be vaccinated in order to attend CES. You have to show proof of it. So I just wonder what that's going to do to attendance at CES. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It might make people more confident to go. I don't know. Well, then how many people won't go because they won't haven't got go vaccinated? Because they don't want to get vaccinated. Well, right. I think the, the hammer has fallen down pretty hard. Because you hear the the news on that, right? Well, again, you know, it's right uh, or wrong. It's it's uh, it's I it's not an issue for this podcast to discuss, but it's uh, I'm not the heavy hammer of uh, vaccination is dropping fast. Well, I'm so. not I'm not telling anybody what they should do or not do with their body. That's their decision, right? Well, so. now it's the booster shot. It's the big conversation now. Well, so third of course. shot. So we'll see. <laughs> <We're> 
Someone's going to see that just, bit. Just, just keep your sleeve rolled up all the time because you never know when you're going to ha- have to get it to go grocery shopping. So yeah. I'm just going to leave my shoulder <laughs> sleeve rolled up all times. It was pretty soon we'll be having to wear the armbands saying vaccinated. Right. Or, you know, it's like those little band-aids that they give you that have the little, mm-hmm. you know, vaccination. Vaccinated. Uh, we better be careful. We're going to piss a bunch of people off here. So, <laughs> so what's, what's the story with the podcast Academy that they're going to now renew automatically? You guys couldn't do that before or what? They just, they were not enabling it. So, oh. I mean, still they're going to let people know that it's about to happen. Mm. So, so it isn't like it's just going to happen and nobody's going to know it's going to happen. But I, I think it was just a way to automate the system. Oh. So to some degree, and if you opted into it, then it just happened automatically. Oh. You didn't have to go to any extra effort. So, so we, we, we missed talking about Fireside. They updated the terms of service. So I guess they listened. I don't know if they made major improvements to it, but. Well, any, any changes and improvements and recognition as we have seen happen many times in the past yeah. right, with these companies that come into the medium that are new Yep. thinking that they they can reinvent the wheel, they, they find out very quickly that if you invent it the wrong way, you're going to get blowback big mm-hmm. time. And that's kind of what happened here. So, you know, I think it's good, you know, that that blowback happened. So hopefully they get, get a little more intentional. I, I think lawyers get a little kind of, I think it may be more lawyers that caused the problem here. And, yeah, but anyway, hopefully things will continue to improve, kind of like what we saw in the early days with Anchor, too, well, right? you know, I, I had to chuckle. I saw you doing damage control on, on social. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. How does it feel to have to do PR for Fireside? <laughs> <laughs> Comes with the territory. Yeah. Even more crazy, you heard about this AI thing with uh, someone took Elon Musk podcasts on Joe Rogan and put them into an artificial intelligence program and made more Elon Musk podcasts with Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I so saw that. The, the quote that uh, Pod News uh, reported was, traffic, t- traffic is terrible in general. It's bad. But I'm an economist. I'm not trying to convince you it's bad. It's just bad. Oh, it's right. just badass. <laughs> it's just badass. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I have, uh, I did see this real, um, I think it's a YouTube channel. It's called Everyday Astronomer. And it's about, it was uh, about a two hour walkthrough of the SpaceX Boca Chica facility where they're getting ready to send this, you know, 27 Raptor engine behemoth into space. And, uh, you, uh, one thing I've re- you know, you, when you hear interviews being done and you hear Elon Musk talk, that dude is one smart individual. I mean, yeah. this guy, this guy has got a brain that is, is, is massive. And I liked, he talked about the five steps they use at SpaceX to evaluate processes. And if anyone is trying to get a handle on something going on in their company or they're trying to improve a product, this 
that segment, that 15 minute where he was, he's kind of all over the place, but that 15 minute segment of that video, I was actually writing some stuff down. It was really, it made me go, hmm. And I've never heard of that particular process that they've used before. And a lot of it's about, you know, they're trying to reduce mass and all this other stuff that's going on with that rocket Mm -hmm. to, you know, try to get it to the point where it's viable, you know? And he says, you know, you should be taking, as an example, one example is you should be taking more off and then having to put stuff back on because you went too far. It was just that kind of a, but the process they used was pretty wild. And, uh, Mm -hmm. this guy's changing the world in a big way. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And he's, you know, from a podcaster perspective, looking at him, when he, just a few years ago he was he was a horrible presenter. Oh, he's still uh, a horrible stage. presenter. Yeah, I don't think he. Well, I mean, he's but he's gotten a lot better, is what I was trying to say. I mean, he's he's definitely gotten because of the experience that he's had. He's been on lots of podcasts. He's done lots of interviews. He's doing lots of media, and frankly, the guy's just getting better at it. And, and you can, uh, but you can see where he definitely has this. Like he's talking about something, and he like stops. And you can see, you can see his brain went somewhere, you know, and he's not capable of talking for 30 seconds because his brain is somewhere else. And then he comes back and like, oh, what, what was the question or what, where where were, you know, because it's like he went off the process something and used all the CP. The dude is either an alien or he's (laughs) Albert Einstein reincarnate. Who, Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> but well, I think he's also very, <laughs> very cognizant that the things that he says move markets. That's right. So, so you have to be. I mean, if I was Elon <laughs> Musk and I was out there with the kind of influence that he has over the, yeah. the cryptocurrency market, uh, I would be very careful what I say about <laughs> Dogecoin or Bitcoin right, or right, right. any of these, especially the coins that I, I have a billion dollars invested in. So. <laughs> So you, you kind of need to be careful what you say because, I mean, he is quoted in all yeah, sorts of yeah. other media whenever he says things because markets move on this guy, just like with Steve Jobs, the markets moved and, or when Tim Cook talks or, you know, Bill Gates or any of these guys in, in the past, I don't know so much if Bill Gates is moving markets as much anymore, but, um, but some of these guys, you know, they have to be very careful what they say. I was keeping watch. It's often what you see in the background that is more interesting than maybe what's being said. And mm-hmm. how many handlers do you think Elon Musk has? Oh, I just held my finger up if you saw it. Hmm. I would think that many. I think probably a couple, maybe three. Yeah. There was, and I guess they were leading someone around with the press. So maybe there was just a PR person there too. But everywhere Elon went, there was three people that was with him. And do you uh, think he has a bodyguard too? The one individual I was sizing him up and looking at his demeanor, I don't think so on the property, but he could have been. If if I was him, I would. So maybe when he leaves, you know, the compound, maybe he's, you know, but there was uh, two women and a, a man and the guy just didn't, you know, to me, I've been around enough folks that he didn't smell to me like he was a bodyguard, but you know, maybe that's what bodyguards mm-hmm. are supposed to do is blend in. But there was definitely three people that were with him or off. They were, you know, they tried to stay out of camera view. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> yeah. Todd, did you hear that? Uh, he, he sold all of his mansions. Um, I think he owned like three multimillion dollar mansions and he sold them all. And he's now, he's now living in a, um, a, a small, 
um, modular home. It's hmm. it's actually made by a company called Boxable. Interesting. And it's basically a prefab modular home that you basically drive to a location and you put it on like a foundation or the ground and right. you just unfold it and it creates a... I think the guy works 20 hours a day. He just needs a place to sleep. Well, that's exactly <laughs> It's it's at his uh, his spaceport. Oh, it's at it's at Boca Chica then. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's building a whole kind of Rob, community complex. You, oh, there, you right? need to go look at this video. It's yeah. and if you guys aren't watching what's going on in Boca Chica, and I don't care if you're in interest space or not, what they're doing there is monumental. Matter of fact, the FCC or FAA, one of those two organizations, can't keep up with them. He's right. doing stuff so fast. They're like, hey, your building's at risk. We haven't approved it yet. And he's like, I'm building well, it these anyway. guys are, are, are planning to build things on Mars. We need, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so start thinking about that aspect of it. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it, but, yeah. you know, so it's fascinating individual. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice that we're in, a, in an era today where we have free access. You know, as, you know, as much as they allow have access to these, see what these people are, you know, these individuals are thinking and it, uh, there's always a tidbit there somewhere you can go, Hmm, wow. Let me, how can that change my life too? You know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. It's, it's fun times. I still haven't got my freaking Starlink event yet. So Elon, if you're listening, I need my Starlink inv uh, invite. It's the orders under geek news at gmail.com. So can you get that approved so I can get my Starlink antenna? You know, come on now. But I, I'll be honest with you, Rob. The past six days has been pretty rough. We, the when we did the show on Wednesday last week, Thursday morning, we had a incredibly horrible thunderstorm that yeah, came through. Storm, yeah, yeah. And eighty-five mile an hour side winds. There was over twenty-five hundred trees that blocked roads in my county alone. And they brought in linemen from all over the country. We. I, we're lucky at my compound or where I live, I call it the compound. It's, I have a law, but where we live, we have a generator, significant mm -hmm. generator, but the property is, you know, has enough stuff going on. It can only do about 60% eh, of our power needs, but I can still take a hot shower, you know, and six days, we were out of power for six days. Wow. And uh, yeah, just, well, I guess technically went out on Thursday and I got power back yesterday about five o'clock in the afternoon. So I guess five days, seven, five and a half days is what, what it was. So, and the electric company is going to give us a $25 rebate for being off for five days. And I burned 600 gallons of diesel fuel to keep the generator running. So you didn't get reimbursed. <laughs> no, Sorry. no, that sucker was close. that sucker was going through sixty gallons a day or so. I was like, "Oh my god, what is you know this thing slurping down fuel?" I kept going into my sister's house and yelling at the the teenager, "Turn the air conditioner off!" <laughs> Causing the fuel consumption on the generator to go up. <laughs> wow, yes, but yeah. it is helpful to have a backup generator, though. I'll tell you. And I actually we we bought another one because we basically went out and bought uh, an 8,000 watt one because we just didn't have, again, you know, too many people and too many devices and too many whatevers, too many refrigerators, fr you know, freezers, you name it. And, uh, you know, and yet I've got a diesel running, you know, 
I'm pumping. And this arm is much bigger now. I over 5,000 pumps of fuel. And guess what I'm looking for on Amazon is a fuel pump. <laughs> right. So you don't have to use your arm. Hook it to a battery. <laughs> it's like, good Lord. Pumping 55 yeah. gallons of fuel, or actually about 30 gallons of fuel. <laughs> 400 pumps to fill the tank every yep. eight hours. So, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, Anything else going on? Anything you know, I just, I, you know, we've got a lot coming at, at Blueberry. We're, we're next month, six weeks, there'll be a lot of stuff popping for us. So, that's really all I can say, except for a lot of stuff popping. So I, I did see an article written by Stephen Goldstein, who's a, who's a fairly outspoken person that came out of the radio industry into the podcasting industry and has really focused his efforts in that area. He put together a, a podcast grid of pain. Oh, did you see this? no, I did not. Not where, where is your podcast? Is it so? It's basically categorizing content based mm-hmm. on its. Uh, there's four quadrants to this. Uh, one is high awareness and low value content, and then there's another bucket that's uh, low awareness and low value content, and then th- then another bucket is high awareness and high value content, and then low awareness but high value content. So hmm. you kind of have these four different buckets that he believes podcasts fall into um, around this um, dynamic between is the content great and how much how many people know about it, right? So his contention is that most of the shows in the podcasting space, it looks like based on the numbers that I see here, probably at least a third um, to a half of all the shows, probably closer, yeah, probably about a half or more, uh, are low awareness and low value content. And then a big chunk, um, of shows, probably a third of that, um, up from there, uh, low awareness, but high value content, which if you think about that, um, those are shows that have yet to be their undiscovered gold, right? Mm -hmm. Is what that is. Right. And then there's even a smaller number of shows that are actually high awareness and high value. So, and then, um, and then other shows that are, which are probably the, the unicorns of sorts, not so much from a value perspective, but have high awareness, but low value. (laughs) I'm not quite sure what examples that might be, but, um, but I can envision how that would be, it'd be an interesting dichotomy, right? So what do you think? Do you you think like the Paris Hilton podcast uh, would be an example of that? Right. Um, but what's an example of a, a low awareness, but high value podcast. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. It would be like someone that has a super niche show. Like a, like a fictional drama or something like that. I don't think so. I think it would be, um, let's say your expertise is in, um, oil drilling. You know, when you want to work in the oil space, you want to work in the, that would be a low awareness, high value. Yeah. So his contention is many on the low awareness and high value content, many podcasts fall into this sector 
with valuable content, but not well known. So mm. what those podcasts need is a little promotion and marketing, right? Right. That would be the, and then also maybe some effort around, uh, audience engagement to, to develop, uh, sharing between, you know, your audience sharing to others. Right. Uh, and then the high awareness, high value content, those are podcasts that perform best, uh, need to be well known and offer great and difficult to duplicate content. So, right. So it says here, and then the high awareness, low value is, is, is awareness increases the chance of discovery. Uh, but is the content distinctive enough to hold an audience? So, they might, you know, have a lot of people passing through the show, but are mm-hmm. they sticking around is the, is, is the question. And then low awareness and low volume content or low value content says to be successful in podcasting content needs our content not only needs to be great, but it needs to be unique. Hmm. Right. Breaking news. NAB has also announced that they're going to require COVID-19 vaccines to go to NAB. I thought, yeah, I thought I heard that too. Yeah. That just broke here about 23 minutes ago. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. It was CES that made the announcement a couple of days ago. Well, in some of the cities across the country, you know, that's, that's now required to be able to walk into a retail establishment. And they are, they are complaining heavily because it's affecting business. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they already been hammered with all these lockdowns. Now they're saying you can't go into a restaurant without proof of vaccine. I have a whole discussion about it on my last Geek News Central because one of the apps out there is now going to start reporting your status. And I don't think that's any app's business. If a business, if I go into a business, they say we need to have proof of vaccine. That's one thing. But when you then acknowledge that I am vaccinated in a app and it goes across many platforms, there's something really wrong with that. But that's a whole yeah. other discussion. Yeah. Whole segment yeah. of our country is going to be ostracized. Well, it means that it's potentially coming through the, you know, the next podcast conference. Which I guess is what you just said. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Again, uh, you know, people are freaking out. I don't know how how you're going to do that at Dragon Con. <laughs> good good luck with that strategy at Dragon Con. Of what having people show their vaccine? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. they could make it. They could do it. It's a little late though because you know we're only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about the, how that event operates, right? I don't know how you would enforce it. Uh, no, you wouldn't, because yeah, you can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? There's, of course, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you say about how many people actually are going to it. I'm expecting there'll be a full house. Think so? Because well, it's mostly younger people. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see. We're we're that's near true. the end here, Rob. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, we can we can call it a week. We can, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff that we've missed talking about. But I think we talked about the big, most important stuff. Mm-hmm. So just good. 
And if those of you that are submitting stuff to the show, we appreciate it. We really, really do. And uh, it's uh, it's that kind of, you know, it just shows that you guys love us when you do that kind of stuff. And the, you know, the creative stuff that's, we, we appreciate it. We really do. It, tell, it tells me people are listening, <laughs> you know, when, when people are doing stuff like, you know, like the YouTube video. And uh, it was, it was cool. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes today. So you guys can check that out at newmediashow.com. Make sure you're follow or subscribe to the show. And that way you'll never miss a single episode. Uh, of course, you yeah, can I all- thought that uh, our, our guest on stage at Podcast Movement for our live show, Danny Pena, did a fantastic job of promoting. He did. He probably drove the show on social. I'm sure we yeah. have a whole bunch of new listeners because of Danny. So thank you, Danny. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, but anyway, uh, Todd, excuse me, geek. Yeah, Todd at Bluebear.com, at Geek News on Twitter. Rob? I'm at uh, Rob Greenlee on Twitter as well. And you can send me an email if you want, uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. Or I guess it's Rob at NewMediaShow.com too. Works. Yeah, I don't know if it, we have to check those emails. I don't know. I haven't checked that email in a long time. <laughs> I think I'm still paying for it. <laughs> I think so. Right. All right. If not, uh, that email will bounce. All right, everyone. Uh, we'll be back here. Yes, next Wednesday I will be here. But Rob, the show. Ooh, boy. So hold oh, up. You, are you going to be traveling? Yeah. So that, so next week is. I'll be able to do the twenty fifth. No problem. I think I'm still here. And then uh, let me look the at 25th. the let me look yeah. at the calendar. It's it's. Uh, why aren't you gonna? Why won't you load that? That's a stupid thing. All right. Let me. Try yeah, it. I'm. I'm clear for the, the, the 25th too. All right. So. But I will not be available on the first. Uh, I'll be in, in someplace. Where will I be? This is the, I'll be in Atlanta. Actually, I'll be finishing up ATD and flying to Atlanta that night. So no oh, show on the okay. first, then the eighth, um, we'll be, I'll be back and we'll be able to do a full blown a full blown show because of the, we'll be able to get the reporting on, yes, what happened at Dragon Con. And let's see, let me look at the calendar. Yeah, I'm not flying that day. Am I? What's going on here? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not actually gone on the 8th either. So I could do a, a show on the 8th too. Oh, so you're, oh, excuse me, the 6th, September 6th will it, be. That's a Monday. That's a Labor Day. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong month. Eighth, yes, I'll be available on the eighth. All right, cool. All right, so everyone, thanks I for might, being here. What's good, you say? I might, uh, I might invite uh, John Lee Dumas to join us. Oh, that'd be fun. You've been so talking here, to John, yeah. And then uh, I did notice that Cliff Ravenscraft is coming back in the game again. Did you notice that he relaunched the podcast Answer Man podcast? Cliff, don't. I hope you change. We've got this thing called Podcast Mirror. Please, please don't recommend Feed Burner anymore. Okay. But Todd, it's been rebuilt. Now Rob, it's sh- bigger, better sh- than ever. Sh- Todd. Shh. 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 Be quiet. Well, sh- I don't know that it's bigger, better than ever. I just think that they 
they shored up the core functions. Yeah, and they got it some of the features. Stuff, yeah, right, and they got rid of everything else. But don't need that stuff anymore. Okay. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Okay. All right. Bye.